Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This week, we have an extremely exciting guest. She's an actress turned photographer, creative director, stylist, woman of many trades. She packed up her life at the age of 18 to move to New York City to chase down her dreams. Since she's worked for some names such as Vogue, Alexander Wang, Fendi, Converse, and Miu Miu. Got behind the lens of Bella and Gigi Hadid, Hailey Bieber, ASAP Rocky, and the list goes on. I'm not only honored to have her in the studio today, but I'm also blessed to call this iconic, energetic, fiery woman my best friend since high school. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Yasmin, Yasmin Jensen. Jensen. Drum roll. <laughs> Welcome to the studio. Wow. You can't believe I made it here. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what's her nickname? You, Sue Lewin. Sue You, you, you. Yazzie, you, you. I can't, no. Can't get behind that. How are you feeling um, this morning, Boo? You've come from Brizzy. Good. I mean, I woke up at 5 a.m. Rough. <sighs> Getting a flight tonight to back to America. So. We, we had to sneaky get her on. I was like, uh-huh. come on. You've got to come on the pod. Mm-hmm. I'm here. So um, each week we do a mantra of the week and mm-hmm. we thought that you could give your little quote or saying that you live by. Have you... Got one? <laughs> yes, I actually do. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, what should I use? And um, Oh, wait, before you do it. We've we got, uh, this is Yasmin Jansen's Mantra of the Week. <laughs> it's, it's, the like, lamest, it's the lamest thing we do. We do it's like a mantra of the sound week. afterwards. <laughs> this is like an ASMR podcast, honestly. Oh, yeah. When we've got our mantra, we do like a mantra <laughs> as well. Well, basically, um, Mantra of the Week. I was thinking about it and there's one that I used to have back in my apartment in Brooklyn. I had like a mantra taped to my ceiling, which is so weird, but I would like wake up every morning and I'd see this mantra and it was short-term pain versus a lifetime of not knowing. And that's like my one thing that I live by because I'm like, if you take the risk, do the thing that you're scared to Mm. do, short-term pain or you risk not knowing for the rest of your life what it could have been, you know? Well, we talk a lot about um, fear and like overcoming fear. And I mm-hmm. think that that really mm-hmm. aligns Even with this that. right now, mm-hmm. like me well, overcoming yeah. my fear going the podcast. Talking about stuff. And I think you're the perfect person and why I really wanted to have you on it. Obviously, you're like my best friend. Love so you. I love you. wanted to get you on for a chat. <laughs> but you're someone that's really kind of gone against the grain and you pushed mm-hmm. yourself out mm-hmm. of your comfort zone at such a young age to – Moved to New York, and obviously you're going to tell us all about that, but I think you've really um, paved the way for yourself, and I think quite an inspiration for a lot of other young people wanting to do the same thing and getting into the creative industries and photography. So give us maybe a little bit of a backstory. like Backstory. Who Um, are you? Where did you grow up? How did you grow up in Brizzy? 
little Brizzy. I'm such a Brisbane girl. Like being there, like <laughs> being there of the past three weeks, I'm like, oh, I am Brisbane girl through and through. Like the deep insane. comforts of Brisbane City. Deep comforts. <laughs> like me it. going into the valley, walking around. Like Ashton's like, I don't get it. It's like it's a Brizzy girl thing. <laughs> no, okay. like you need to be there. To, you need to have grown up there to know. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But yeah, grew up in Brizzy. Went to. Um, I'll actually go further back. So mm-hmm. I. I went to this like all girls school, private all girls school for a minute. And um, there I was doing normal school life, but I did drama and that was like, loved that. And that was my favorite thing. I'd go to acting classes on the side. So I was like, okay, love this, want to take this seriously. And I had teachers at the school that did not take it seriously whatsoever. We'd do like, like you just get up on stage and you'd be like, Bleh. like <laughs> so such a pointless class. And then I'd go to my acting classes outside of school and I'd be like, wow, I love this. This is really cool. This is really something that I like want to do. So figured that out, figured out that my teachers were shit and I was like, I need to leave. (laughs) (laughs) And so I went to Quacky where Karts and I both went. And, um, Which is, it's Queensland, Queensland Academy. Academy Creative Industries, <laughs> it's not like, like the duck. Quack, quack. Everyone's like, what the fuck is quacky? <laughs> did you guys meet there or did you know each other before? No, no we met there. Oh. And she was like in the grade above me and like, I'm not kidding when I say this. She was like in the cool group. Like, oh my no, God. No, I always say stop. this. I even tell you no. this. You were in like the cool group, but you guys weren't just cool. You were like so talented. Like Yaz was the best actress I'd ever seen because we had the same backstory of like, going to shitty drama class and then like going to Quacky mm-hmm. and being able to perform properly. And I used to watch like their shows, like their really? grade and their grade was elite. But Yaz, I remember watching and all of us were like, oh my God, Yasmin Jensen is like so incredibly talented and so cool. Anyways, I'll let you continue, but I just need to gas you up a bit. Oh like, you were really you like, gas me up so much. Quacky I'm- queen. <laughs> Quacky queen, Brisbane queen, quacky queen. (laughs) But both of us are though. Um, (laughs) Nah, you're way fucking cooler. (laughs) No, you. Um, I feel like I'm third wheel. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You hang on. Sorry, Asher. No, it's okay. Um, (laughs) Here for it. (laughs) But yeah, basically went to Quacky, studied um, theatre there and then also did film. Mm. And... Yeah, did that and I came out of school out of doing that and I was like, wow, I want to go do Broadway. Not so much like singing and dancing. That wasn't really my thing, but going on stage, doing theater. Like You're more theater-driven. acting. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. So I was like, that I was determined. And at that time, I also wanted to travel too. So I was like, best place, New York. So I um, auditioned for an acting school over there, got in got a scholarship which was like amazing because mm. otherwise I would not have been able to go with as I said she was like literally the most talented actress so <laughs> it makes sense <laughs> but like when I get in front of like a camera though I crumble I don't know why it was, it's more like for me it was theater mm. it was never it was always like on stage never because theater's of, not filmed yeah theater's like on yeah, yeah like on, live like, shows yeah I feel like when theater's I see alive. myself back, it's more like performance yeah it's like mm. in the moment Based. I never get to see myself back so I so then I went to New York studied acting and then I kind of came out of that and that whole experience and I was like wow actually I love acting but more so I love creating the image I love like the mise-en-scene I love Mm. the lighting I love the costumes I love the like set design I love all of that 
And I found myself like being behind the lens rather than in front. And I enjoyed that way more creating the scene rather than being the scene. Mm. So that's how I kind of transitioned into doing like photography and film and all of that stuff. So you started acting in school. Did you know that New York was going to be the spot for you? Like what actually, what inspired the move? Like what was the first thought when you were like, wait, I'm going to do this? Like how did you even find the school that you wanted to go to? Yeah, I don't I don't really know how it came about. I haven't got such a good memory, but <laughs> seriously, oh, I feel like I've got the memory. She's having too much fun in New York City, girl. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like did some research. I actually um, auditioned for a few different schools. but In New York? All in New in York? In New York because I went on a holiday mm. and I went with Nick. Yeah. And we went and auditioned for like a few different ones. Mm. And then I got into – Two and then one was the scholarship one, and I was like, I'm gonna save up a whole bunch of money before I go work for a year at mm-hmm. Boys House and Coffee, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that was kind of how I came to the decision on that particular school. But New York in general, I've always just been drawn to like the energy of it. Like I just love it. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So much is happening all the time. You can just walk down the street and like. There's like a party. I don't know. It's no, just it's like, like the most iconic it's, city. It's so it iconic. Feel real. It feels like a movie. Yeah. You're like walking through and you're like, oh my God, this and, is a real place. Mm. People actually like live here. Yeah. And also like I don't think LA was really for me. No. Nah. You're such New York a New York girl. I'm such a yeah. more of a city girl yeah. and I really wanted to like. <laughs> I'm a motherfucking city girl. Also, <laughs> it's more of like a hustle and I'm kind of like more of a hustle. Like I'm like need to be busy go, go, go. all the time. It's been my thing since I've been young. Like I just can't slow down still even right now I'm like (laughs) yeah this is almost like jittery like (laughs) like even when I eat I'm like shaking because I'm like when you get hangry like she literally shakes and will eat her food so fast it's like psychotic watching this experience not okay I wonder if it's ever gonna like fade away if you're like when you're older you're gonna be like they're eating your nani bread like but I'm but I'm very chill regardless I don't know how it happens I think my yeah, like you are a chill energy. I don't know. Something, like something's a bit aloof. The calm one in the room that gives me like voice of reason and is like my like constant therapist that just uh-huh. like gives me such. Yeah, she's a Virgo. Yeah, it is my Virgo in me. Yeah. But the Pisces in me is like. Double Pisces Virgo. Wishy-washy. <laughs> so how did you find living abroad so young? Like what were the struggles and challenges that you faced? I'm sure you were there was a lot you would have faced because you were so young. So moving away from family and friends and like the life you knew yeah, to a completely different world. So I think like I definitely struggled in the beginning. One of the things, like I found myself in the middle of the night, like up talking to friends from home Mm -hmm. at like 4 a.m., on their time. And then I kind of realized to myself, I was like, wait, I'm living on their time, mm. not really living in the moment here. Like I'm not doing my own stuff. So that I, there was really like a trigger point for me um, where I realized that I was like focusing on what everyone else was doing at home except, um, and not on what I was doing there. And so, yeah, then I made a point to like go do things by myself. Like I went to like galleries by myself and I went to mm-hmm. went out to parks, took myself out to lunch dates, like really de- like developed this sense of like individualism, which I haven't really had before. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, I never really lived away from home either. So when I developed that, it kind of got easier for me to be able to stay there and like 
meet people, meet new people. I always said yes to things too. That was like a big thing that I would always say yes instead of being like, no, mm. I'm going to stay home and take the easy yeah, option. Take like, the easy option. Like I, I push myself to say yes zone. to opportunities yeah. instead of like share courage. Yeah, she took that step. Yeah. We spoke about courage. Um, what is the most iconic thing about living in New York? I mean, there's obviously a lot, but what's your favorite thing about living in New York? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I think. The most iconic thing, honestly, is like when you're walking down the street and you see someone in this like snatched look, like looking beautiful, amazing, full like sex in the city outfit. Yeah, sex in the city or someone in like full bondage leather outfit. Love it. And then you get on like the subway and then everyone's kind of all mixed together, like (laughs) hanging on. Like And it's just kind of like, oh, everyone's kind of heading the same way in the same direction. Like we're all just kind of like bundled here like all these <laughs> random people just thrown into this one city and have to like just mingle with each other it's really it's, it's really, really insane like <laughs> when I come here I'm like nothing phases me like when you go to New York you really <laughs> things are crazy over there like <laughs> every day I see something totally insane that it just like walk past my do you remember the first time I came to visit you and you were like Yaz lived in Brooklyn which is like a very different world to being in like Manhattan City you know mm-hmm. and she'd be like taking me on the train and I had never really even like this sounds dumb but I never would like in Brisbane and here mm. like you don't really cat I wasn't it's not a public wait, I was driving yeah. around no, it, everywhere you drive yeah I you just can't driving. drive in New York she starts taking me on the on the subway and I'm sitting there like Oh my, are we going to get mugged? <laughs> what are these people? There's someone singing, playing the bongos down that end of the train. Like, and Yaz is sitting there, like, not flinching, not even like giving like two cares about it. And you're, you were just like, yeah, look, this is life now. <laughs> this is life for me. And I was like, yeah, what is going on? <laughs> it's true. Someone's like about to punch each other up on the subway. Then someone come on and do like flips and Someone's stuff. Someone's opera singing. Oh, oh my yeah. God, they do the flips on the train. The flips, guys. Yeah. And like, have you ever waffle seen collective? Of, um, I think they're called waffle, waffle collective. What do they call when they start randomly dancing? Flash mobs. Flash mobs. Flash mobs. Do you see Santa them? Con. Santa Con was like the What's other day. Santa Con? Everyone just walks on with like a <gasps> Santa hat on. I'm like. <laughs> Santa in Con. January. Sorry, in February. In Christmas. Sorry. At Christmas my, time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. I want to see a flash mob. So cool. Yeah. I want to, like, join in. <laughs> no? Cut <laughs> <That's Astro. laughs> I can like see Astro, like, leading I mean, a flash mob. She's picturing, like, all the rom-coms that she's seen in her life. Yeah. based in New York. That's why. She's yeah. like, I just want to live the rom-com dream. Yeah. <laughs> I could see you with something, like, and like a guy like yelling out my name at um, Central Station. <laughs> Ashton, <laughs> Ashton, turning around slow mo. Wait, wait, don't leave. Um, so, <laughs> like you said, there's like New York is a completely different place to Australia. What mm-hmm. do you miss about Australia? Because there's obviously, you know, a lot of things that aren't in New York that are in Australia, and a lot in Australia that aren't in New York. Yeah. I think the thing I miss the most is, like, our humour. It's just so unrivaled. (laughs) Like, there's nothing like just taking a freaking joke. No one gets it. And taking the absolute piss out of each other. No one gets it. Even, like, the way that I speak sometimes, everyone's like, are you all right? (laughs) The deep sarcasm in the tone. Really, like, I said something the other day, not the other day, but when I was back, it was like, um… Oh, they they don't understand. Like, how's it going? Mm. And you're like, and they're like, what the, what's going on here? And like, it means like, how are you? And like, where I where am I going? 
I'm I'm not going anywhere. And I'm like, oh, you know what I you know what I don't. Why do we like? need to unpack this? Yeah, like, yeah, like, even further. How's it going? Like, shouldn't that make? I guess we didn't really get like what you're saying. Like, yeah, there's like little saying, things. You know, it's the funniest thing about what Americans say. Um, you're like, be like, oh yeah, thank you so much. Like, mm-hmm. That's what I was mm-hmm. about. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, they go sure. 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 And I'm like, sure. It's like, okay, <laughs> sassy. Sassy. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to be nice. Sure isn't a manner. And mm-hmm isn't a manner. Mm-hmm. When I say thank you, you say you're welcome. <laughs> I know. Anyway, yeah. That's the one thing it's, I noticed. It's, the sarcasm is really on a different <laughs> level there. They, just, they don't, don't get it. Don't have it. They, they also don't, don't get the C word. May I just say, oh my I God. said it once well, at a bar in well, LA and I got. Almost like literally dirties from everyone. And like, it looked like they wanted to kick me out. I almost got like, what did you just say that for? Well, someone, I think someone we know told us this story, but they were at like a party in LA and they dropped the the C-bomb and someone like, like the owner of the place like flipped the table, (gasps) smashed everything and was like, get out of my house. It's a really bad word over there. And like, look, I'm just saying, it's it's a a gross word. word. It's absolutely vulgar. But it's it's, it's a part of our Australian culture. Uh Uh-huh. It's a it's a rite of passage to drop that C-bomb here and there. And to be fair, also like, (laughs) It is describing a woman's hoo-ha. So I feel like a woman should be able to say it. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Totally. Reclaim. I mean, I don't know the actual definition. But, um, but also like this morning when I was checking in for my flight, um, the guy, it's just like so funny because like the guy who was checking me in, he was like a bit older than me, um, Aussie guy. And he was like, yeah, F this, F like <laughs> so sick that you live in F New York, blah, blah, blah. It's so effing sick. I'm going to set you up with free empty seat next to <laughs> so you. So Aussie. Like, so Aussie. I was like, I love this. This is, no one gets it. And then people just come up and chat to you all the time. I just miss mm, the that. friendliness. Mm. Um, so you finished your acting degree, mm-hmm. acting school, obviously. Then you transitioned into photography so talk us through this, what inspired like the career change? Yeah. So yeah, like I said, like loved being behind the lens, um, got my first film camera and really loved doing that. Like, yeah, because loved- you fell in love with like more film. You were doing lots of film photography. Mm-hmm. And may I say before it became cool and everyone had a film camera, you were pioneering this <laughs> movement. You really were. No, this you been going were, film has been all around for years and years. I know, I, mean, I, know I know. You taught me about my first yeah. film experience. Uh-huh. I feel like you were shooting film when I didn't see many people yeah. shooting film. Yeah. I got really into it. I got I was at a point where I was like buying like Russian film from like <laughs> the sixties and like roll like unrolling it and rolling it into a different canister and then putting it through and then seeing what that would turn out like. Like I got really experimental But like that's your, obviously another side of your creativity that just came out and was like. Yeah. Oh. But you're experimental, I feel, with like mm. everything you do, mm-hmm. even in your photography. Like how did how did you actually develop it, I guess? Like how did you get from a point of being like, I'm just going to experiment with this to like, wait, I can do this in a completely unique way. Like how did yeah. you try, like how did you push yourself out of the boxes that people mm-hmm. normally put like a said photographer in? Yeah. If that makes sense. I guess it was more just like capturing my friends. Mm. Like that's how it started, like taking photos of my friends, people in New York, things that I was, like I'd just take my camera around every day and take photos of everything, which is, I really wish that I did that now. I don't do that as much. Like I think back on that time, it was really like a whole new world for me. And like I was so just like everything I would think about was about like capturing that on film and stuff. Um, loved it. Was going well. Um, loved getting them developed. 
every like I'd do I'd develop like twice a week. And then um I had like a few people that I followed in New York who was who were doing really cool work. And one of them was Alana and um Lil Mummy Lani. I don't know if maybe you guys you know obviously I know her, her, yeah. Yeah. She's um, she's a what did you explain her as? She's like, like a creative director, director, mm-hmm. photographer. She's pretty iconic. Video everything. She's like so iconic. She was Miley's creative mm-hmm. director recently oh, so like cool. so proud of her but this was like four or five years ago mm. she put out something on her Instagram being like looking for an intern or whatever and I was like oh okay I'll I'll go like see what this is about and mm-hmm. then met up with her at like this cafe and then all of a sudden we just like clicked and she was like okay so and here's the keys to my house and, like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden that. we were just like working together like mm, every constant. week nonstop. And that was kind of at the beginning, not the beginning of her career, but like an early stage of her career. Now she's like absolutely slaying it. Mm. She's like Miley's creative director. Like she's creative director of like Isla Beauty, which is this awesome New York makeup brand, um, skincare brand actually. And then, yeah, so we kind of like were a team mm. in the beginning and she was very into like VHS cameras and we would – go through so many VHS cameras just trying to figure things out. We were really just figuring things out and mm. we'd be booked on these awesome, crazy shoots because <laughs> she like- is like, she's amazing and so creative and so incredible in her brain. She's literally a genius. That's kind of where it all started. And then I worked with Alana for probably like three years and we did so many jobs, traveled everywhere. Um, and then she moved to LA and I got a job at v-files which is a brand in new york and i'm doing like all the content i'm like the head of content and like do a bunch of different stuff there so yeah yeah i was gonna say like because i guess people want to know how do you take your mm-hmm. passion and actually make money from it because it's yeah. normally like it's hard when mm-hmm. you're a struggling artist especially kind of with lo-fi stuff mm-hmm. especially with your entire aesthetic and vibe like it's hard to get people to take it seriously and book you. And like, obviously people are like, oh, that looks cool, but we want to pay for like crisp and clean. Like, yeah. I feel like, mm. yeah, ha- I guess, yeah. How did you, yeah. what were your steps? I think you really need to be versatile in everything yeah. that you do. Like you should, if you don't know how to do something, then you should Google it. Yeah. <laughs> like you just figure it out, mm. you know, like I, I don't necessarily know how to use all the best cameras in the world, but I, I'll figure it out if you yeah. put me in the room there. It's mm-hmm. just, it's more about like problem solving. And in terms of like getting paid, I think I just kind of was there at the right time when everything started happening with lo-fi VHS and um, film and a lot of people started getting into that. And I think <clears throat> that was, that was probably one of the points where I, people could, people saw that that was, it was like a new wave of, Things and I was kind of on riding that yeah. little wave in. Um, you like but, hustled. You like yeah. hustled and you believed in your vision. I feel Thank you didn't you. really yeah. waver from that. Thanks. Yeah, and I mean, like even now, I'm still unsure what I want to do with my mm-hmm. life. To be honest, like <laughs> I'm still like, like I feel like that's just life. Everyone's always like figuring out what to do. There's never just like yeah. I'm going to do this and this forever and that's it. It's yeah. like you're always growing and changing and evolving and so is your career choices and the people that come into your life. Yeah, I don't think I could would ever be satisfied <laughs> with the being, one doing one thing. Yeah. <laughs> could never see that for could you, never, honestly. <laughs> no, but I do really want to do like cre- like mainly do creative direction direction because I really got trapped into this editing mm-hmm. 
thing for a while and me behind a computer for like yeah. nine mm-hmm. hours a day cannot. No. But yeah. um yeah. And at VFAS right now, I do mostly, like, it's a foundation. So I do, we do, like, artist grants. And we do, like, give out $10,000 to, like, six different um, up-and-coming artists or creatives in New York. Yeah. And we kind of mentor them through process till they do, like, a a show at the end of their, like, 10 weeks. Yeah, it's a 10-week program. And I'm kind of, like, their creative consult mentor throughout the whole process. And I help them with their projects. and Lucky them. (laughs) Getting to work with Lucky me. Jensen. Lucky yeah, and me. you probably get lots of inspo off, you know. Oh, my God. Up and coming creators. So much, so much inspo, especially in New York. Like mm. there are like everyone in New York They're right so now hungry. is killing it. Mm. And um, you definitely have to find your niche. Mm. Um, but I don't, I don't think I really have a niche just yet. I'm just kind of working. Every brand thing that I do is through something else that I've done before. So yeah. like a friend mm. will recommend me or – they'll be like, oh, Yaz would be perfect for this job. It's mm. kind of like a bunch like of different of relationships and connections. Um, I think or- there's always pa- – sorry. No, go. There, and there's just always power in networking. Like I mm-hmm. think when people ask about going from being a creative to then making money, it's – my mom always used to say it. It's not sometimes what you know, it's who you know, and mm-hmm. also just being a good person. I think yeah. and being easy to probably work with, which you are that. If it, I remember it's like Alana, but you'd be there like, Oh, fuck, I just need to send this thing off. And it'd be like the, the middle of the night and you're like tapping away furiously at your yeah. laptop or editing and stuff. Like yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's you put in the work and mm-hmm. when you meet people and you network and say yes, step out of fear, like that's I think for up and coming creatives. I think yeah. you just got to really balls to the wall. Mm-hmm. Like you really just got to believe that you're powerful. Yeah. And it, like if you doubt your power, then, you know, then the power gives to the doubt. Mm-hmm. So well, what are some to, of your best tips to um, trying to enter this industry I would or chase say, their dreams? So I would say if any, anyone wanting to enter, like, the creative industry, like, I, you don't need the best equipment to mm-hmm. do the best work. Um, I remember when I was, like, I did my best work when I um, – <laughs> I literally lived in this I – mean, this is a side story, but I lived in this apartment in Bushwick um, where I couldn't actually stand up. <laughs> I, like, crawled on my, like, hands. Like, it was like a loft apartment and you couldn't fully stand up. I was working three jobs, acai bowl maker. I remember um, this phase. I was Alana's, like, assistant. And then I was um, working at, like, a thrift store. And I had, like, probably, like, a point and shoot. But I was doing some of my best work because I had a little scanner and I was like printing and scanning photos and I was just take just spent putting all my money towards that. And like only recently I've just like last week I just bought myself a camera, we like were, a nice camera. We were laughing in the car this morning. Yaz was like, oh, we should do a shoot this afternoon, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. She's like, I finally got a camera. And I was like, oh, would you just buy a new one. She's like, no, no, this is the first camera I've ever owned. And I was like, Wait, like dead ass. She used to borrow my brother's camera because Harrison used to be a photographer and she would drive to Harrison's house like once a week or whatever mm-hmm. and go borrow his camera. And she's been like all over the world shooting people. I'm like, wait, but what I camera st- do you use when you shoot people around the world? Do, like, like, I feel borrow? like I, Harrison, like when we did Europe, I borrowed Harrison's. <laughs> um, I borrowed Sophie's. You should have just like, given it to you as a birthday present. Like, here you go. They're expensive. Let oh, me yeah. tell you, I, that's why I haven't. Like I have to, you have to save if you want to get something good. But 
you can make it work. And I'm living proof of that. And I've gone through like tiny point shoots, like $30, like then it will snap and break immediately as I like, (laughs) after I've shot once, I'm like, all right, onto the next VHS camera will break onto the next. Like I just buy and like get the cheapest things. And make it work. And make it work. But looking back on like my time when it was like hard for me, because I didn't really have much equipment, um, that was my best time. And I and I wish that I was still in that zone of like, I don't know, your mind when you're really in the shit, your mm. mind really comes up with some mm. really creative stuff. It's, it's cool. Yeah. So just quickly, give us a few little career highlights that – like Real some of the highlights. coolest people you've shot for, the coolest Ooh. brands. Like what's been your favorite, most iconic um, moment? Were you like, what the fuck am I doing here? I think my most iconic moment was going with Alana to Hong Kong to shoot a Fendi campaign. Mm. That was really cool. Apart from the like deathly sickness. That <laughs> I'll never forget. She ended up in hospital with food poisoning and like. Yeah, not, But like in the middle of but, Hong Kong. Like, yeah, oh. it was really bad. We won't go into that story. Yeah. Another day. It's for honestly for another day. It's a long it's way. Like trauma, it's like trauma. It's like traumatizing. <laughs> but that was my favorite moment because like Fendi was such a big thing and like Bella for Pop Mag. That was directed by Alana and styled by my friend Dean who is they're both like geniuses and Bella is genius as well. There was kind of like a creative collaboration mm-hmm. between those three. And I kind of got to do the um, – I got to do like the BTS for that. Mm-hmm on my VHS, which was sick because they're, like, the best people to work with. Um, and, yeah, other than that, love shooting you guys. Aww. That's my that. favorite. That's my favorite <laughs> moment. No, it's, I, like, it's so much fun when it's just my friends, you know. Like, We've had so many iconic shoots over the years. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> just the funny ones that we'd come up with the last minute. Like, yes, I need your help shooting this thing. Yeah. And, like… I think my best memory of shooting with you was when we were in the freezing cold in like summer, like Australian New Year's Eve dresses and we were like shooting in the middle of winter in New York. Freezing. And we were like running, like we'd do like a few shots and then quickly run over and do the coats and like warm ourselves up and then like go back on the road, like crossing like Main Street. Like pretending to do like road cross one. It was, that was hilarious. I was like, we're going to get pneumonia. I know. I'm surprised you didn't, honestly. Turned out great though. Turned out really great. Yeah. I think another career highlight too was, um, with V Files, they do a lot of like foundation work and stuff. And we did a um we recently held this cast, like an open casting with IMG, which was sick. And I basically like organized it randomly, like literally always somehow everything always just has to be organized like two days before. So I figured it out and we like promoted it and stuff. And like 600 people showed up and we got like Mental. two, I think like one or two people signed to like IMG, which wow. is cool. Yeah. Out of 600. Yeah, well, you know, if it's an open casting, yeah, like true. they get you, you to get... they get to choose. And yeah, like, but the, the, at least they were seen. Mm, you know, true. like it, I think it's a really big thing that um, just to show your face. Yeah, to be taped, to be actually looked at and taken. Yeah, you know, it's really big. Okay, so you and Cardi are obviously best friends, and you've lived a long a lot of your friendship apart on other sides of the world. What is your some of your best tips to maintaining um, friendships when living overseas? Um, Have you guys stayed? Me visiting you every few months, maybe. <laughs> I've been allowed. <laughs> that <laughs> I'm not very good at replying. Oh, that's all her. But all of her best friends, literally. I know, Everybody hates I would, me. <laughs> no, sweetie. No, I you like in general. I'm a really shit replier, but like. If 
if we need to talk, it will. I will hundred percent have full attention. Yeah. I will listen. I will be. No, nah, we've you. done. We've done good. Like, yeah, totally. You're just and not a day to day, like every day, like update kind of gal. Yeah, I really can't do that because I think I just don't have. There's I really like, don't have. I feel the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, and we, it, it gives me serious anxiety sometimes when I'm like, oh my god, I'm not like checking in my friends twenty four seven, but I just really trust that everything's we don't need actually to talk okay. And every like, day. I, when you when your yeah. friends need you, you'll show up. Totally, yeah. totally. We we our have our like routine would always be like, and when you first moved, we Facetimed a lot more and like made sure I checked yeah. in, and we were both, you know, yeah. And then as the years have gone, I can't believe it's been six years. That's mental. We like Facetime. I would say once every few weeks. Yeah. And we do a big chat yeah. or we'll like text when we need each other, but it's like a knowing. It's just like a, yeah. you just know everything's yeah, chill. Yeah, and I'll text you <clears throat> if I need you, like if you yeah. Yeah, feel like something's off with you. Yeah. Um, It's just but, communication and like that trust, I feel, yeah. trust. we both have. Yeah, it's such a trust. Like you, it's hard to have friends that you really fully trust. And those are the friends that I have maintained. Mm-hmm. Friendships I have maintained is the ones that like, I fully trust that they're my friend. I don't have to speak to them every day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like family, you know? Yeah. Same I guess thing. like setting that boundary as well. Not even boundary, but like, I guess setting expectations. Like, okay, just to let you know, like I'm super busy at the moment. I love you. I'm thinking of you, but I might not be able to check in as often or whatever. If you yeah. don't have that mutual trust for a friendship. Yeah. And you need to like tell people that sometimes mm-hmm. too. That be like, hey, I'm actually really busy, and your friends should respect that. If yeah. they don't respect that, then they're not your friend. Yeah. See ya, boo. But like, also at the same time, you need to be. It needs a two way street. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can't just be like, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. Like, yeah. you need to have some kind fine of like time. fine time. Yeah. Yeah. What has been over the years <laughs> your favorite, most funniest memory? that we've shared or that we've all had festivals. Because obviously, I feel like everyone knows you from, like, a lot of our festival videos yeah. together. Like, there's there's been a lot of iconic moments. What has been your favourite, I guess, from our youth? <laughs> I think my favourite moment. <laughs> I'm just getting, like, a vision of us, like, 40 years old. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. What's our favourite memory from our youth? Me acting like Sipping we're green so tea. old. Like, know. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's What's been a favourite memory from, like, I guess, our festival days? Yeah. Or like teenage days. Festival, teenage, teenage days. School was, days, whatever. It mm-hmm. was probably, like, the first time we met, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. thinking back to that. Like, there's been too many festival things that are just, like, it's all kind of a blur. But obviously, like, I think back to some. There's some really. <gasps> Things we cannot disclose. Deep, cannot be disclosed <laughs> to, I think, anyone ever. <laughs> Only we can share. But basically, um, when you we first met, I guess, because she was in the year below <clears throat> and she was going to Falls Festival. And I had heard from around the vine, the grapevine, that you were going to drive without a license. <laughs> I was such a bad Falls. kid. And I was like, what's this bitch thing she's doing? And I like went up to you, you at You walked lunchtime. straight up to my table at lunchtime and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, are you driving? What are you, how are you getting to Falls? I was like, I'm going to drive. I'm going to drive. I'm on my L's. I'm going to drive. And you were like, no, you're going to come with me. And I was like, oh my God, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, I, and then we just like all went to I didn't to know any of the, like that other group of friends that you had there. And I like went. I didn't know any of your friends really either. It was really random. I don't know why I did that. No, the universe, fate. like, honestly, just kind of, like, did it. Yeah, like, someone it was, sent you there, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, okay. That was fate. And, like, um, I was so underage. Like, I, like, used a fake ID to get into the festival. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
the whole lot. Like, Didn't all of we us all did. Though? We all did, I think. Um, but then we like just, yeah. That that first festival, it was like so rustic and like. <laughs> I don't even know how it came out of that alive. I don't. That was like the roughest festival I think I've ever done. Like really, really rough. Really um, rough. But the funnest. Despite our, um, the next year we actually came back and redid ourselves <laughs> and we brought a full length mirror and a teepee <laughs> and a blow up bed and a um, mat for the floor and a coat hanger. Like we really like, like a, took glamping we to the went, next level. Oh. We learned from being in the scraps to like, do you remember <laughs> we glowed like the up. valley? It was <laughs> like, we glamped. I've camped at a, um, at a festival before. Would, Sissy, you missed out recommend. on live. Yeah, no, I mean, would I'm recommend. Old, not anymore. Not anymore. Too old for that. We're too like, we've seen the, the, the bouge of life. We've yeah. been there. But I'm so happy we did it when we were young and I was mm-hmm. full yeah, hippie. I wish I did. Full hippie didn't give a damn. Now I'm like, <laughs> put me in a nice hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I love, also, I love the three of us when we were in Croatia together. <laughs> that was fun. That was a good moment. Okay, final question. What are your few key tips that help you calm the chaos? Because you are a chaotic woman in a chaotic world, (sighs) Um, but weirdly calm. (laughs) I would say my tips are 10,000 steps a day. Yeah, I'm on that right now. (laughs) I was like, what was the question? (laughs) I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Calming the chaos. Yes, yes, yes. Definitely like walking every day because Mm. my mind just freezes so much. When I walk, it kind of like lets it all go. Because um, I'm not so much of a meditator, <laughs> which sucks, but <laughs> I just need to like jittering there, like yeah. <laughs> but um, that um, music I make playlists all the time. I love music. Music's like my number one inspiration mm-hmm. for everything. Mm-hmm. She just that made me is... a new playlist called For Cardio, and it's been on a repeat. Ooh. Well, yeah. Can I have one? Yes. <laughs> I actually will make one for you. Thank you. Need I'll to adventure out with my music genres. I will, I will. I'll make you one. Music. Um, check out my Spotify at spotify.com <laughs> forward slash Yaz Jensen. <laughs> plug, plug, plug. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I would say just trusting in myself, trusting that everything that I do is for, the div- for my own divine purpose mm. and – that I am my number one supporter and everything will actually be okay. And bad things that happen are only temporary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been so lovely having you on the pod. Love you guys so much. Oh, Seriously. You can my breathe best now. Friends yeah. ever. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, um, I'm sad I feel to see really, you going. I feel really blessed and really special that you guys asked me on the podcast because it. you're doing some amazing work and I would – if I was like a young girl growing up in Australia, I would love to have something like you guys, like some people like you <gasps> to listen to. Seriously, because like we don't really have, we didn't really have back in the day many women like out there like spilling their guts and telling mm. us the truth about mm. like everything. So, oh yeah, love you, love, love you. you. Thank you, my for cry coming on. No, don't you're making me emotional. I have to get on a flyer. No, like, don't. I'm gonna be sobbing at the airport. This is this is. We haven't done this in a few years, the parting ways at the airport, but you'll be seeing me in like two weeks. So, (laughs) Um, well, love you dearly. Everyone, if you want to go follow at Yaz Jansen on Insta, see what she's getting up to and all of her amazing work. And we're excited to see what's to come. Love you. Love you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.